0: Welcome to the Busy Pastor Podcast. We are here to equip and encourage pastors to be busy with the right things. My name is Greg Gibson, and I'm here with my co-host, Trent Stewart, the lead pastor at Foothills Church. And today we are talking about being busy with the right pastoral job description. Trent, welcome to another episode of the Busy Pastor Podcast. Yes, sir. This is exciting. Glad to be here. Yeah, episode five. And so let's get right into the content today. This is an, this is important content. Mm-hmm. And so my, my first question for you is, why is this so important? And what are the problems we are seeing with pastors facing an impossible job description?
1: Yes. So there are just endless uh, things that pastors are doing now, right? I mean, Pre-COVID, the pastoral care side of things was super heavy, I'm sure, with, you know, visiting people in hospitals and uh, those kinds of things. Now that's kind of backed off because of COVID. And so what what took that vacuum of time there? And, and uh, you know, I, I think counseling is ramped up for a lot of guys. So there's a lot of uh, because of quarantine, because of some of the financial pressures, there's some marriages and, and various situations, mental health, you know, struggling. And our people, so counseling is probably picked up, but then you just got the normal uh, things that pastors deal with. You know, you've got the financial meetings, and so you're worried. You know, we making budget, and what's that look like now that we're in in this COVID season? And a lot of guys have no idea how to read a cash flow spreadsheet or, you know, income expenses, all this kind of stuff. And so, we're kind of out of our place there. And then you've got, you know, endless meetings where people need. The, the senior pastor, the lead pastor, because only he can fix the issue, you know, so like nobody else on staff uh, could help, and so there's, there's that tug at, at our, you know, door consistently, and then you've got putting out fires and conflict every month, there's something going on that you've got to deal with, and Uh, You've got building and facility issues, you know, maybe you're in a building project, you're remodeling, you want to build, or maybe you're just in an older building and it's constantly breaking down or you're trying to fix it up. I mean, now you're stepping into remodeling, so maybe you're watching HGTV trying to figure this thing out. Um, And then it's just teaching opportunities where you're constantly teaching, you know, whatever the class or Sunday school class or small group. And then, you know, maybe you're teaching at a friend's church or maybe you're teaching at this conference or at that thing. And so there's constant teaching opportunities. And so basically all of these things are great opportunities. They're good opportunities. And that's really the the, the tug really at the pastor's job description is all of these opportunities are good and great. And you could say are are good ministry opportunities, but at some point we all have 24 hours in the day. We all have a mission that we're trying to accomplish, and so we have to get better at deciding what we should be doing and what we should not be doing.
0: Yeah. So in the first four episodes, we we attempted to define the problem, mm-hmm. right? And getting back to a biblical job description, and and what what I'm hearing you say is pastors know, okay, there there are some things that I should be doing, mm-hmm. but but really, I most pastors have no idea. What should make up their actual day-to-day schedule and job description? Yeah,
1: I don't remember sitting down at my first church, you know, First Baptist Church of Jellico. We had like 85 people there <laughs> when they hired me. And I don't remember thinking about this stuff at yeah. all. I just jumped in and I hit the ground Running, it's like I jumped off a cliff and I tried to build the plane midair. <laughs> yep, and uh, I think I crashed and burned uh, several times. But and before you knew it, your schedule was slam slammed, slammed stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't and you're matter trying to
0: fit in sermon prep and yeah. fit in the things that you're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, and it, it doesn't matter if my church is running two thousand or if my church is running eighty people. We fill up our time, and you know. For the most part, the guys that that you know we're friends with and talk to, it's overscheduled. Now there might be some guys listening and they're chilling and they're they're not working you know hard. And so for them, you know the, the side of the conversation is get your butt off the couch and start working. But I think the majority of guys are on the other spectrum, um, just overworking. And so most pastors don't take time to understand who they are. That's right. How God has gifted them. And so they just jump right into maybe what their pastor did when they were a kid or that they saw or the staff, you know, that they watched, Right. not even really knowing what God wants them to do.
0: Yeah. And figuring out, okay, here's my gifts. Here's Mm -hmm. my context. Here's the season of life of my church. And now what am I actually supposed to be doing? And so before we talk about what actually a pastor should be doing then, what should fill their time and their job description. Let's talk just quickly about qualifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are those, and, and why are those important before we should even get into the what?
1: Yeah, well, we'll, we'll probably do some more podcasts about qualifications, but just briefly, we see in First Timothy 3, uh, above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperament, um, self-control, respectable—all these qualifications, you know. Right. And you can you can read those in First Timothy three, Titus one, uh, same uh, similar qualities. You've got First Peter five talking about how we're to shepherd the flock. And so we see all of these qualifications and all of these, you know, high level character qualities. And so, yes, we want to understand those and we're embracing those. Uh, But before we... Okay, so before we talk about a pastor's schedule and a pastor's
0: job description, really defining the what, right, of Mm -hmm. of what they should be doing, let's talk quickly about pastoral qualifications because there's going to be people listening who are saying, well, what about character issues? What What about... All the qualification stuff. Why aren't we starting there? Yeah, and uh, let, let's let's talk about that for a second. Where do we find this in the Bible? Why is this important?
1: Yeah, no doubt important. Qualifications are huge. We'll talk about this uh, in uh, later podcast, but 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, uh, 1 Peter 5, these right. are qualifications of of the elder pastor role. And right. so, you know, these character issues, above reproach, faithful to his wife, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, these are qualifications in 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1. 1 Peter 5 talks about shepherding the flock, right? And so these, these yes... We want a, a, a firm understanding of these qualities, um, but we've got to start with these job qualifications. Uh, obviously, before we start with the you know, responsibilities. Yeah, um, and I love
0: yeah. that. I, I think if when we start with the qualifications, and now we go to the responsibilities, if we were to give a one sentence job description of a pastor,
1: yeah, what would you say that would be? Well. Ephesians four twelve, uh, yes, really narrows it down. And so, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, and so we, we're called as leaders, as pastors, and this is for student pastors, worship pastors, small group pastors, whatever pastor your title is, um, lead pastor, obviously you know, we're equipping for the work of the ministry, right? And so what is that goal? I think it's very important for pastors and churches not to miss this uh, because we're, in so many ways, we don't know what the goal is. We don't know what the win is. right? And so when you go to sports and both, you know, we're sports guys, you know, playing basketball, the analogy is really clear for me. Like the goal in basketball is to get the, the ball through the hoop, more times than the other team, right? That's what wins you the games. You gotta, you gotta score points, stop the other team from scoring points. In football, the, the goal is to get the ball across the line more times than the other team, right? So this is easy. We see this, we, we see a clear winner, a clear loser. It's a clear goal. But in ministry, sometimes it's a little foggy. Um, and so we have to start with the end in mind. So we've got to start with, okay, what is that goal, Right. Yeah, we start with the
0: why, Yeah, right? And like you said, it's Ephesians 4, verse 12, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And I think many pastors um, find themselves knowing that, Mm -hmm. but not fulfilling that job description, right? Because many pastors are... Doers, yeah. they're and that's what we're getting at. Yeah, they're going to be doing the ministry, mm-hmm. what you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, all the work all that the work. fills up their schedule, mm-hmm. and they haven't made the shift yet to being equippers. Equippers, and, mm-hmm. and that's that's where we really want to uh dial in on. And, and I think what you mentioned, I you know, in, in ministry here, um, what does this actually mean? Yeah. you know, so so yeah, in uh, in sports. There's a clear why and when for football and Mm -hmm. basketball, Mm -hmm. you know, win the game, score Mm -hmm. more points than the other team.
1: But in pastoral ministry, what does this mean and and where do we start? Yeah, well, you're hitting the nail on the head there. We know it in our heads. Right. We learned it in seminary. Uh, We just have a hard time putting it into practice. And so the win is to make disciples. I that's mean, right. this is that's it make disciples. Jesus gives us the great commission to, to go and make disciples of all nations, right? Teaching them and baptizing them. And he is with us through the whole deal. And so that's, that's the goal. That's the win. And then the great commandment, you know, very similar, right? We're to love God, love people, right? When we love God when we love people, right? In his church, we're making disciples. And so as as we step into that we have to understand what our gifts are so we've got to begin to lead ourselves well we have to know and understand how god has gifted us and then you know we practice those one another's you know love one right. another yep. you know forgive one another and so th- this is you know big picture what it kind of looks like but the win the goal is obviously you know to make disciples it is making disciples
0: and so let's let's play this out a little bit and let's begin really with the model of of Jesus yeah. in this conversation yeah so for some listening this really is a no-brainer many already know this they live this as you mentioned a moment ago but we have to be clear and start with a a clear foundation that we're all working from and really building this job description from from ephesians 4 so So let's build this foundation for a minute. Let's start with the model of Jesus and -hmm. and why that's important.
1: So in John 17, um, 1 through 5, Jesus comes to the end of his life. And in this prayer to um, his father, he says, I've completed the work that you gave me to do. And when you think about that, it's like, okay, what what is the work that God had given him to do? Because he hadn't died on the cross yet. He hadn't even been arrested yet. Uh, later on, you know, on the cross, he says it is finished. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the work has to be something, you know, a little bit more to that. And and so what I would say the work is, is, is the work that God had given the son to do was to make disciples. And so he spent right. his life investing into these 12 men. He's living his life with them. He's teaching. Um, he's equipping them. He's preparing them. Uh, yes, he's healing people. He's fulfilling uh, the prophecies. He taught a lot of people. He made a lot of Pharisees mad, but everything he did could be summed up with this concept of making disciples. And so now that I have made disciples, Father, I've completed the work that you gave me to do. Now I'm ready to go finish it on the cross. And so,
0: yeah, this is amazing.
1: He had clarity of purpose, right? And so that's what we're after. We we want to have clarity of what the role is as, as a pastor, what are we called to do?
0: Yeah. And Jesus becomes in this way, as you're building this out for us, he is the message and the method. He's the, he, he gives yeah. us a clear model for how to make disciples. And so you just mentioned he had clarity of purpose. And so, so why is that important? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and learning from his example for us.
1: So, you know, he's basically saying, I did what you've called me to do. Right. I'm ready to go to the cross. And that, right. So, at one point in our life, when we stand before God, you know, the hope is that we would hear, Well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah, amen. And that, that's what we want. And that's the life that we're trying to live. Uh, but at the same time, how do we know if he's going to say that? How do we know we're doing well? Right. Well, I think it comes back to that purpose. What did Jesus do? Well, Jesus made disciples. And so, that has to be clear in our heart and mind like that is what we are called to do as pastors and so when Paul says in Ephesians 2:10 that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to 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 do good works right so right. so so that good work I would say is is making disciples and it, he says which God prepared in advance to do so in advance, before we were even born, God has designed us in such a way. Some people call it a you know a calling or a purpose, right. but He's designed us in a way uh, before we, we were even born, so that we could carry out this work that He has given us to do. And we don't have to you know uh, climb Mount Everest with Tibetan monks to figure out you know what what this is like. Which would be awesome, though. But is, yeah. It would be awesome, but. But I agree, we don't, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, we can figure this out, and through experience, and over time, and prayer, and mentors, you can begin to identify, you know, this design uh, that God has given to you.
0: Yeah, so the big question for pastors, then, is that. Mm-hmm. How has <laughs> God designed me to be the most effective disciple maker that that I can be?
1: Yeah. Right? Absolutely. It, and, and so, let's clear up that word a little bit. Okay. Because I think... Sometimes when we say, you know, making disciples, some people automatically think, well, that means going deeper. We're just going to open the Bible, man. We're just going to, we're just going to love the word. We're just going to listen to the word. Right. And then we, we subtract, uh, out of that evangelism. So mm-hmm. one of the things, you know, w- the purpose driven model was, was great in so many ways, but one of the things that I think that it did was it, in our people's minds, uh, in, the, in the regular church member's mind, they see evangelism as this arm of the church and discipleship as this arm of the church and missions, this arm of the church and ministry, this arm. You know, uh, Evangelism is simply talking about how to be saved and discipleship is is going deeper. Ministry is what you do on Sunday morning and then mission is when you go overseas. Right. And so that is just so unbiblical. Yeah, it's and compartmentalized. It, it, it's so yeah. elementary. And so the mission is to make disciples. And so how you do that is by telling somebody, yes, how to come to faith in Jesus, but then also teaching them how to obey everything that God has commanded them to do, helping them serve in a ministry in your church. Yes. And then also leading them into the point to where they themselves are actually telling other people about Jesus that's right, and being able to walk with them. So they have become a fruit bearing disciple. They have become a disciple maker. That's that's when we know that it has been uh, completed. So, I think we've got to we've got blow up the mentality that you know we're a church that's focused on discipleship and we're a church that's focused on evangelism. And and what we're going to talk about in this mm-hmm. podcast is why that happens. It happens out of giftedness. It happens out of you know our heart and passion. And so we we've got to level the playing here for uh, for a few minutes here. Yeah, it is all. You know, the mission is is making disciples. And so if we have a mission fund, we're really confusing our people because we're saying, you know, give to a mission fund. And this is gonna, you know, go to, you know, really the mission, which in people's minds is everything that's overseas. Right. But if you're discipling a teenager on Wednesday nights, that's not really the mission. That doesn't count. It's not as good. So don't give money it's specifically to that. Yeah, it's not. Let's yeah. go overseas and Absolutely. And I'm I'm saying that is satanic. <laughs> like yeah. the mission is to make disciples whether you are in your living room or you are across the ocean in another country. And so the idea of missions for Jesus is making disciples. And I'm I'm getting a little excited here just because Yeah, I can tell I'm, I'm and,
0: passionate about it. And uh and and I think to to kind of summarize all of this is, you know, when we look at the pastor's job description, yes, it's to equip the saints for the work of ministry. But when we look at the Christian's job description, mm-hmm. it's to make disciples wherever God has placed them. Mm-hmm. And then we look at the model of Jesus and how he had crystal clear, clair- just crystal clear clarity. Yeah. Uh, there it is on, on how to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but pastors, we're not necessarily the doers we're now called to to, to kind of take the next step in training our mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. how to also be disciple yeah. makers. So right?
1: so we've got to out of our giftedness you know, equip people to make disciples. The issue though is that so many pastors just don't know how to do it. Yeah, let me themselves. go back to what you said cuz okay. and
0: I think that's I think that's where I want to I want to draw this out of you here is is uh, out of their giftedness. Yeah and so um we all we all now know right, Quip saints work in ministry now everyone's called to make disciples, mm-hmm. but out of their giftedness mm-hmm. so so that's the big question for pastors, right How has God designed me that's to the big question
1: this? and 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 so it's not to you know model Craig Rochelle or Andy Stanley or whoever in ministry you're looking up to. Um, God's going to use them and do great things through through their ministry. God's not calling you to be them. We want you to know yourself. Right. You've got to do the hard work of figuring out who you are, and then through your giftedness, right. discovering how God has called you to lead, and then be confident in how God has created you to live and to serve. And stop wishing you had somebody else's gifts or wishing somebody el- you had somebody else's platform we We've become, uh, you know, in ministry, so so much temptation there for pastors to build a platform instead of to to build God's kingdom. right and And it's time, I think, for us just to blow up this job description, get to the foundation of who we are as individual men, knowing that we're called to equip the saints, which is to make disciples is is our purpose. So that's going to be all of our purpose, but then out of that giftedness. Begin to lead our church,
0: yeah, and knowing exactly <laughs> where God has gifted us is so important because that—that's the, the the essence of this this whole podcast, right? Is to be busy about the right things as pastors, mm-hmm. and we want to be busy uh, with the in our in our gifts that God has given us. Yeah, because if we're trying to do something that God hasn't gifted us for yeah. as pastors, or we're in the wrong lane, as mm-hmm. we talk about all the time. Yeah, you mentioned it a moment ago. It's going to be hard. There's going to be the comparison game. There's going to be a lack of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the hard work begins with discovering yourself. Yeah. So something that you said is so important here that I want to continually draw out is, is knowing how God has gifted you, mm-hmm. right, to make disciples, yes, but even as a pastor equip the saints to now make disciples. So that's going to be so important. Mm-hmm. As we talk about knowing our lane all the time Yeah, uh, and how God has designed us, we're going we're gonna to be so much more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. We're going to be so much happier. Mm-hmm. We're going to have so much more joy in the work when we do the hard work, right,
1: of knowing how God has designed us. So talk Absolutely. about that for a little bit. So the word design that we keep using is an acronym. And uh, I really don't know who came up with this. We just kind of used it. But what we're, we're kind of adding this second word, which is design-based. Uh, uh, and that's the point, to have a design-based job description. Right. And that's why big picture qualifications and, and job description for a pastor in so many ways, high level, yes, we're going to get into that. But then that filters down into my design right? And so out of my design, I am accomplishing this. And so the word, uh, the first letter is D. So that just stands for desires. So what are my specific desires and passions in ministry? E stands for experiences. Because of your experience um, in your life, that's going to impact how you lead your church. And it should. It should impact how you make disciples. Um, And then the S is spiritual growth. So where are we at? Uh, spiritually uh, mature-wise, you know, and and, and how much growth have we uh, experienced? And then the I as individual style, and so what's your personality? So no matter if you're a Myers-Briggs guy or uh, the disc profile or the Enneagram we're understanding really how we're wired, what's our individual style, right, which is a right. huge part of who we are. Um, and then we get into gifts. What are those spiritual gifts? Every single one of us has spiritual gifts. And then finally, natural talents. And so again, this probably isn't new for a lot of guys, but I want to remind what we're saying is we blow right past this and we try to teach our people this stuff, but we haven't done it ourselves. And, and maybe we did it a long time ago and we're definitely seeing pastors not leading out of this design. And so out of this design, what we want to help guys do is come up with and develop their personal mission statement. That's right. So what is my personal mission statement, which then helps me answer the question, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Should I give my time to this? Should I put my energy towards that? And so that's really the money statement that I think is going to help a lot of guys. And I can't wait to unpack
0: this just so much more with you in, in the coming episodes uh, specifically this design based job mm-hmm. description yeah. really walking through each letter of that acronym mm-hmm. thank you for listening to the Busy Pastor podcast and part one of our discussion on what is the pastor's job description we want to invite you to do a few things first of all follow us on Instagram at Busy Pastor secondly if you like today's episode leave us a review you listen to your podcast also you can join the busy pastor community by going to busypastor.org and filling out the form for more exclusive content and resources today's episode is brought to you by all of your volunteers that cancel on saturday
1: night thanks for the notice guys appreciate that
0: If you would like to actually sponsor The Busy Pastor, email us at info at busypastor.org. We'll see you next week. Until then, let's be busy with the right things.